Hello and welcome to the weekly TNT talk show. I'm Tony Fasulo. I'm Tayo Boya. We're a couple of numpties. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> Have you heard us? <laughs> we discuss items that are in the public domain. And for those new listeners to the show on this program, these topics are things that other talk shows fail to address adequately. Now, in today's show, we will ask, surely reincarnation can no longer be dismissed. Right, I'm going to ask, we're going to do our usual ritual, but this is our 20th show. So you have to reveal to the audience, you have to say hi, first of all, but you must reveal why you say hi the way you do. Hello, audience. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you must tell. This 20th show, I have decided to reveal why I have been hesitant to welcome you all with open arms. As you know, our show is confrontational more often than not. The basis of our show is that Tony and I, who naturally tend to disagree, it's not a put on job. No. We, we do just seem to have opposite points of view. Indeed. But we are able to discuss them even in a heated debate we are still able to discuss them within civility you know, uh, and uh, two gentlemen, exactly. or if you like, numpties. Which is the numpties, way all debates should be addressed. really ought to be. That's the best way to conduct a debate, really. And the very first, the very first episode, I was excited. Tony was excited. We did our show. It went out to the audience, and then we got the feedback, and everyone fell on Tony's side. And I thought, hang on, this this isn't an audience. This is the Tony's friends out there. Who were pretending to be an audience. <laughs> so I, I I feel put upon. I I feel that I'm the lone voice in the wilderness. Fight, and then and then Tony forces me and says, "Come on, say hello to." You might as well say, "Come on, Ty, come and say hello to these people who all think you're talking nonsense." And then that's not nice. Week <laughs> after week to be coerced into being genteel and, and uh, I've just finished saying, you know, civil towards people who think I'm talking nonsense. I mean, where's, where's my audience, Tony? That's what I want to know. Where, where's my crowd? Where's, where's my lot? Where's my side of the story? I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm looking for them frantically and when I have them, then I'll be, I'll be you know, really ebullient and, and, and you know, happy to see everyone. But right now, it's just I feel, I feel like someone who has to be very kind to the kangaroo court. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's how it feels. Nobody, nobody, ever, nobody ever backs me up. Fortunately, I do have someone who's going to appear on our very first guest show. You've got someone, and I finally uh-huh. got someone who believes what I, what I was talking about. And maybe you can speak to that at some point. Hmm. So anyway, that's why I always go, oh, must I? But I think I think the joke is wearing thin now, so I've explained why it is, and henceforth I'll just I'll just man up, <laughs> I'll just swallow the bitter pe- uh, pill and just be like, "Hello, everyone! Welcome to the TNT Talk Show!" Yay! Choke, choke. <laughs> and there we have it. That's that's what it was all about. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Now, hopefully, our listeners have now understood why Tao talks the way he does. It's nothing personal, but hey, it may be me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. No, no further comment. No, anyway. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Well I might wonderful, as well. Wonderful. Right, let's go on with our topic of today which is, as I've already said, surely Mm. reincarnation can no longer be dismissed. This was one that I chose. Is that right? I think it was me, wasn't it? You chose it, yes. Yes, I think you came up with the idea a while Mm. back. So, Mm. but I liked the the topic and I thought, wow, this is a good one to to sort of bring to the table. So do you want to, do you want to kick us off though? Because I think you've got a, a stronger feel about this subject than I do. Yes, I, I do very much believe in reincarnation. I believe in reincarnation because it just makes sense to me. I was brought up a Catholic. At the age of 12, when I went through my confirmation in the church, which is a process you go through in, in church and you become confirmed, which is you have to 
go through a confirmation where you are where you are questioned by a priest and you have to recite the the what is it the, the affirmation there's something you recite which is mm-hmm. i believe in one god the father almighty creator of heaven mm-hmm. and things like that and after which being confirmed being accepted into the church you are able to take your communion yeah you're allowed to take communion so i think the idea is that you have to as an adult willingly uh, confirm yourself as being uh, in the faith. Mm. So it's not just you were born into it and therefore you are, you know. It's a, it has to be a conscious thing that you do mm-hmm. upon nearing or reaching pu- puberty. Now, in studying for the, for, the, for the Bible, and I also went to Catholic school, so I had Bible classes in school and I had extra Bible classes at church. Yeah, and at an age where I just wanted to be outside playing football, by the way. So, so the, already the church was batting against the average for me because it was like, well, <laughs> I wish you just leave me alone. <laughs> just oh, now. But, you know, I took, my, I took my responsibilities seriously enough. Yeah, yeah. And I studied the Bible. But I, I, as I studied the Bible, I just came up with far more questions than answers. Yeah, because and everything, you know, reincarnation is not taught by the Catholic it Church. It isn't taught by the Catholic no. Church. But I had issues with the Bible, and at the end of, and at the, end of it, the, the, the exercise had the exact opposite re- result for me, in that I actually rejected Christianity, right. um, based on my own studies and my understanding of the Bible. Okay. And on, so at the age of 12, I, I, I went through confirmation. Shortly after, I just said to my parents, I'm sorry, I'm no longer a Christian. And of course, that created a lot of problems and issues for me, but I'm a, I'm a scrapper and a fighter. <laughs> And okay. on my 13th birthday, mm-hmm. I visited a family friend, my mom, and she said, oh, it's your birthday today. And she very kindly took me downstairs to the supermarket. They, at the time, were living in Lagos on top of the supermarket. Mm-hmm. For people who are as old as me and our Lagosians, the name of the supermarket was Kingsway Stores. Oh. And there will probably be a lot of people going, ah, Kingsway Stores, you know, nostalgia. For the good old days. <laughs> and this was on uh, Marine Road in Lagos. And she took me downstairs. And she said, well, buy a couple of books. Buy two books. And she bought me two books. I reached out and I bought two books by a chap called Lobsang T. Rampa. Oh, what a name. Yes, <laughs> Lobsang T. Rampa, who turned out to be a charlatan, I think. Oh, I'm not Yeah, he's dead. So you can't, you oh. can't libel a dead man. Yeah, I believe he turned out to be a charlatan. Now, he, he claimed to be, and this touches on our reincarnation topic today. Mm-hmm. He claimed to be a substitution, a soul who takes over another body with the permission of the owner of that body. So wow. instead, of com- instead of committing suicide, yeah. you vacate your body and allow another soul to take over. What? Yes, and since you're doing the powers that be a favor, it's, it's not counted against you. And he claimed to be the, 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 the revenant, the returning entity, hmm. claimed to be Lobsang T. Tuesday Rampa, a, a, a monk of the a Lama, of the Lama's tradition, hmm. who was taken over the body to spread Buddhism in the West. Right. And he wrote these books. Uh, the Third Eye, um, The Thirteenth Candle, and You Forever. And for a 13-year-old, these were eye-opening, these were eye-opening books because they, all my criticisms of Christianity were there in the books. Mm. And, the solu- and, and the solutions to my, criticism, my criticisms were, criticisms were uh, found in Buddhism, in the Buddhist philosophy why do people suffer why do people why are people born in horrible situations and why do they suffer why are some people born blind why are some people you know some people just seem everything just goes wrong for them all the time other people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth and everything is fine these were some of the questions i had also the question about you know you do you you sin for 70 years of that you're here on the planet 
but you suffer forever. It seems to me to be an unequal and unjust uh, punishment for the crime. Mm. So I had issues, and, and, and Buddhism seems to address all, all these issues. And one of the central tenets of, of Buddhism is reincarnation, or well, rebirth. Rebirth. Rebirth, which is distinct from reincarnation. Okay. Uh, could you, I could, could, I could expand on that for our listeners, because maybe our listeners are not au fait with the, the teachings of Buddha. All right, well, essentially, reincarnation is the return of a permanent spirit, a soul. So you are a soul, and you that soul goes and comes and goes and comes. But in Buddhism, there is no permanent soul. There is no permanent you. Now, what you have is, if you think about it, think of a series of candles, only one of which is lit. Okay? Yeah. As it burns down, and as, it ends, as it's getting to the end of, of one candle, you use it to light the next one, okay. and then you blow out the first one. Okay. And then you, you rinse and repeat. Each time the candle burns down, you use it to light the next one, but then you extinguish the last one. So in that way, we can see that the flame moves from candle to candle and candle to candle, mm -hmm. and the flame continues, but it's not the same flame, but it's the effects of all the other flames that came before it. Okay. Until the last candle burns out, in which case there's no longer any flame whatsoever. And at what point does that last candle burn out? Nirvana, when the soul reaches Nirvana. Interesting. Okay. Yes, and that's the Buddhist philosophy. So there's no permanent you, because right. there's no permanent. There's no permanent anything in Buddhism. Okay. So why then do you feel that reincarnation is a thing if it's not really a Buddhist teaching? It's well, something comes like... back. I mean, this, the karma is continuous. You do. You, there is a return, hmm. but it's not of a permanent. It's not of a permanent entity. Right. In 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 a certain sense. You are not the three-year-old, the three-year-old Tony Fasula. True. Yes, I'm an adult. Seems, you're an adult Fasula. now. Yeah. In fact, in a certain sense, you're not yesterday's Tony Fasulo, and you're not tomorrow's Tony Fasulo. You are just what you are, just here, just now, in in one way of looking at it. Okay. So that's that is the Buddhist way of of, of seeing uh, rebirth. I see. Yes. Okay. Reincarnation is an entity. It's it's a Tony Fasulo entity. Is that it's a it's a, there's a thing behind Tony Fasulo which comes back. Right. I see. And okay. which is permanent. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so that's, there, there's your philosophy. So of, do you do you? I mean, the question here we're talking about is it dismissed? Then we're hmm. hearing stories, which is probably what we're going to discuss anyway, of many children recounting a previous life yes now that's not a rebirth is it is no that... uh well it could be i mean there's no look this rebirth reincarnation thing is for the philosophers okay to tussle about it's really unimportant in the great scheme of things and I mean, there's no it's point just showing someone coming back in some form it's they're arguing about the nature of reality it's an argument about the nature of reality and it's, it's from 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 the point of view of do we die and come back? It's an irrelevant argument. Hmm. It's not relevant. It's, it's for people who, who like tussling with philosophical questions. Right. The question is, is there strong evidence that some people die or anyone dies and comes back again? And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Right? Okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for, for, ease, for, for ease, we're talking about reincarnation, which yeah. is the idea that there's a soul and it's, uh, well, there's that life, Consciousness survives death. Yes. We don't okay. know if it's a soul. We don't know if it's a soul. Consciousness survives, survives death and then is a revenant, returns as a revenant, as a returnee mm. to this material world in a new birth, a new, a new child. See, it's, right, this is what's quite stress. I mean, I've been reading up about all this. I've even seen a film which was... Uh, which actually did change my view because I was I was quite sceptical about this whole topic, to be honest. Well, scepticism is good. No, I, I was. I thought, well, there, there's got to be, you know, surely people are, are looking at this information and seeing 
a distant memory of somebody and, and weaving it for themselves and saying, oh, yeah, I used to be this individual. And there's no way of, of, of you know, corroborating that 100 percent. You sort of have to think, are they telling the truth or not? Blah, blah, blah. But when it's children, very young children mm -hmm. doing it, that throws up another whole load of questions because you think, well, how on earth are these children expressing this story of a previous life mm. and but but the this is one thing i did have to find rather strange it seems to be a previous life that died unexpectedly there's a lot of evidence to show that these children are recounting stories of people who died early yes who died prematurely in mm -hmm. a, a horrible death and haven't almost they haven't completed their turn in life so they come back again but there's not many examples of what i've read anyway that show children are talking about someone coming back after having lived a normal life in quotes a lot so, of a lot of a lot of what you said is true I, it seems to be that the the cases center around a traumatic departure Yes. And I suppose that would be because they carry the greatest emotional impact. Yeah, that's why I, I speculate that this is, this is why it is. Well, that's another argument. That's interesting you say that. Mm. The, could it be that this is not reincarnation at all? Could it be, in fact, the children haven't lived before, but, in, but instead are picking up an energy that's around us using extrasensory perception so it's not that they've actually experienced that memory themselves in their own body but instead at a young age are picking up this this energy that somehow emitted in the ethos which is done when someone is in serious danger or they're close to premature death you're emitting really intense emotional thoughts into the ether as energy waves they do permeate out so is this not that's just they're circulating and that's why some people have got this extrasensory perception they can pick up i think there are good reasons for us to not not think that way okay one of the reasons is that it seems to be separated by space and time so if something is put out because someone is dying unexpectedly hmm. you would expect the affected infant to be close by, born close by, and born close to the time of the death of the uh, of, of the past life that, person. That's making an assumption that these energy waves are short term. Well, I think we you have that. to we make. Just... We don't. We don't know that for sure. I mean, I can't. I, I can't dismiss what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I'm. I'm saying there's reasons to not think that that is what is going on. One of which is proximity and proxima. Mm. The there is no there is no approximation uh, re involved except in certain circumstances which I will I will talk about later mm. uh, to give you a hint it's about to do with suicide um, uh -huh. but apart from that we, there is no approximation involved secondly the, we have birthmarks so mm. the, in a lot of cases um, a famous researcher in this field. In the 20th century professor called Dr. Ian Stevenson of the yes, uh -huh, Dr. Ian Stevenson yeah. of the University of Virginia yeah. uh, Psychology and Behavioral Sciences Department, yeah. professor of. He he did a lot of research. I think about two thousand two and a half thousand cases mm. over a forty year period or something. Yeah, and in many cases, I believe something like twenty five. 25, 26%, which is a quarter of the cases, yes. we have, there are birthmarks involved or, or defects. Mm -hmm. So, similar if, to the original person's way of dying, isn't yes, it? Yes, similar yeah. to the original person's way of dying. If, uh, a couple of famous cases that I can think of straight away is someone who was shot in the chest mm -hmm. had uh, by a shotgun, so had the entry marks very, very similar to the autopsy. Uh, pictures in the mm -hmm. chest Auto, the, the autopsy pictures of the of the dead individual that this person remembered being 
yeah. were represented by birthmarks on the on the new uh, on the, the on the yeah on the young child on the real on the revenant's mm. uh, body. Uh, another person was uh, suicide, shot mm. himself through the chin. The bullet ex uh, entered through the, uh, the the chin, exited the back of the head, mm. and there was a small puncture-sized birthmark entering the chair uh, on the chin and larger birthmark resembling the where the exit because obviously the the impact the bullet expands and uh, mm -hmm. the See, fragments. That to me that mm. to me is a strange one because i can understand if someone hasn't completed their term they wish to come back and finish it and in some way they they do i mean we don't know the the, the mechanics or what happens and and they then come back in a child but when someone has left this world of ours by means of their own choice by suicide why are they coming back see that to me sounds wrong because that means it might sound wrong to you but that's not i mean let's let's be clear facts don't care about your opinions <laughs> no I, indeed now, this is such a weird thing about subject, it, this. The yeah. thing about it, what is interesting about suicides is that it seems that they come back sooner than everybody else. It's wow. almost as if they don't have the choice in the matter. That's the way I'm looking at it. Wow. If you commit suicide, it's as if you're put on the next train back to Earth. You've got to finish what you've, you've got to. You've got to, and nobody cares whether you, know, you like it or you don't like it because some of the children talk about arguing with an authority figure some of uh, sometimes they call them they say god or whatever but uh this authority figure the, the children argue say i don't want to come back to that i don't want to be that person's child and they can refuse mm -hmm. at other times they say i didn't want to come back but god said i had to i didn't want to come to you but god said i had to so at other times it seems that they can't they can't refuse but when it comes to when it comes to suicides it seems to just come back really, really quickly. We're talking, I mean, uh, the, the, the longest I've heard is two months. Wow. But usually you're talking about a couple of days. Goodness me. So it's like, yeah, don't commit suicide. So the people mm. who are committing suicide, they, they come back so, so quickly. So that seems to imply that there's a purpose that you have to fulfill whilst we're here, does it not? Well, you haven't finished it. You've left early. Guess what? You're going back to finish your job or whatever it is you've been assigned to do. Well, no, I don't. I, that isn't. Mm, this is a bit complicated. I, I am reaching certain conclusions by just looking and, and reading about what revenants are saying. Mm. And I get the impression that there's a process, a law and an order behind all, the, all of this. I don't know about learning things. One, one of the revenants was, I use the word revenant. A revenant is someone returned from the dead. Mm, mm. That's the official term, revenant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a revenant, uh, one, one of these um, uh, revenants spoke about, about being uncomfortable in a male body because he thought that he was a female. Okay. And he, I've got it wrong, got the wrong way around. Be, okay. Being uncomfortable in a female body because he thought he was a male. Yeah, I see. And then uh, didn't like being uh, attracted to women from inside a, woman, a woman's body. Yeah. And ultimately, I believe at a youngish age, I think it was 18, 19, something like that, committed suicide. Mm. Well, almost... Instantly, I think within a month, was returned as a boy to a relative. Because one thing about suicide is that it seems that do try to stay within the same family circumstances in general. Mm -hmm. Yes, that, that's another pattern that we noticed. And came back to, I believe it was an aunt uh, and as a boy. Strange thing is, as a boy, he still wasn't satisfied with his sexuality. Really? Yeah. And then killed himself, this time at the age of 42. Oh. 
So that's just a very troubled soul and a uh, troubled individual soul. And, and this, by the way, we need to, this is such a sensitive uh, topic that I think it's really, really important. I tell people where they can find this information for themselves. Yeah. And, yeah, and it will also be in the blurb of this podcast. Okay. I'm going to leave a whole host of URLs. Okay. And I'll tell you now that there's this uh, wonderful resource, which is the uh, London Society for Psychical Research. Okay. Uh, which is so the London. Can find that on the online. Either. Yes, London uh, SPR Society for Psychiatric. I can't say it now. Mm -hmm. so London research. SPR dot com or dot co dot uk. Is that a site or? It is. No, I've got it here somewhere. I put it aside. Anyway, it'll be in the blurb. I mean, it's, uh, what, uh, what should, it's, what it's uh, SPR.ac. Dot AC dot UK. UK. Okay, spr.ac.uk. Okay, if our listeners all, all pick that up. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, okay, this is all fairly new to me, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. because, uh, like I said, I didn't really have a view. I didn't think reincarnation was a thing. But when I did see, like I said, some of these stories of children coming back, who, who it's them that report all this going on. What I don't understand is why they then forget their previous life. They, they, they're quite vivid with it. And apparently it's a lot of children actually yeah. do this. And then, but the parents sort of dismiss it. But when the child reaches a certain age, not very old, six, seven, then they yes, forget Yes, it usually begins, begins from the age of two is when mm -hmm. it normally starts because that's when they can speak and actually string together their thoughts. So they're probably thinking stuff like that beforehand, mm. but they just can't communicate it. And then by the time they're eight, it's generally gone. And a lot of times it's just, they don't want to remember. Yeah. Because they've got a new life and, you know, they want to get on with this life. Mm. And it's the adults who are curious. Children, yeah. children tend to be very matter of fact. One of the signs uh, for reincarnation researchers is the matter of factness of the child. Yes. So if a child is fantasizing about something, they're hesitant, they're drawing it out, they're thinking where to go. Mm. and they are telling a story yeah and that's one of the signs that we uh, i'm not uh, i mean i haven't published anything but mm. i still think of myself as a reincarnation researcher that i haven't had access to um uh, primary material at this stage it's one of the signs that serious reincarnation researchers look look for is the way the child communicates mm. the past life experience it is a classic example of, of, of being uh, um, a true past life um, experience when the child is very, very matter of fact about it. Hmm. And sort of, look, you know, oh yeah, that's when I died in the fire. And, and there'd be no emotion. It's just, it's just a fact. It's just, oh yeah, that's when I died in the fire. And I was really upset because I wanted to tell my wife something and I couldn't, you know, <laughs> you know? and then I died. And then... Oh. I came here to you and then you're my mummy. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people are hesitant in a way. Most people would, would, would love the idea secretly of being able to come down. I mean, there's going to be a really? few that clearly I'd don't, but, but most people would think, well, actually that's not, not a bad thing. Nobody wants to come back and, come. and poo in the, the diapers all over. I well, don't want to. You're not going to know that. You're not going to remember that. Well, for I, sure. I, well, I sort of remember doing it in this life, and I didn't like it. And <laughs> I, I don't want to come back and do it all over. Everyone wants to go back well, to thing, school. The thing is, if you get old, who, who you might to do back? it again anyway. <laughs> no, 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 not that would never happen. And no, and and who wants to go back to school? I don't want to go back to school. Who wants to be? Who wants to be? Uh, what is the word where you don't have confidence? Don't have confidence. Yeah. When you're young and you don't have any confidence, there's a word for it. What, shy? Or well, well, shy, uh, shy. Uh, insecure, insecure, is that it? Mm -hmm. Who wants to be an insecure young man again on his first date, wondering whether he has enough money to cover the, the, the bill? That's part and parcel of... I don't want to up. do it. I know I'm grown up now. I'm happy and it's fine. You know, <laughs> I finally made it. Yes, there are certain things about being young, you know, the energy. 
the okay. the ability to run up and down and to, and to bend down and pick things off the floor without thinking twice. All that is lovely. But then you have to wait uh, until you can drink. Wait until you can drive. Mm. And then you're driving. I don't know. It's yeah, ridiculous. But, but, but that's because thing. you know what you know now. Back then, yeah, I want not, to come back knowing everything I know now. Well, that that be that'll be a revelation. It wouldn't, and that you, is what I was hoping to get from Jenny Coquel. Now, can you ask me who's Jenny Coquel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know about her, but please tell our, our listeners. Right, Jenny Coquel, which is uh, Jenny, and then Coquel is C O C K E double L, and it's pronounced like that, Jenny Coquel, mm-hmm. because I believe it's French. She told me is. A well-known met figure. Met I met her. her. Yeah, I yeah. met her mm. because she's actually lives in Northamptonshire. Wow. Believe it or not, and she's very famous in reincarnation circles. She's written a couple of books, um, one of which is Yesterday's Children, which is a very interesting book. Mm. And she's I, different from others, though, because she remembers it even into adulthood. Is that correct? Well, she remembers certain things, uh, but she wrote. You see, she was writing them down because she's got the the kind of personality and she was a she was driven by something and people who remember tend to be driven by by something from a previous life mm. i'm thinking about uh suzanne ghanem or Hanem, mm. uh which i'll speak about later yeah uh when there's a, this kind of driving thing to get something complete completed yeah then the memory persists there's another, another such case is uh james leninger or leninger mm. Yeah. I don't know if it's a hard or a soft G, Leninger. Mm. Uh, he remembered because the, his parents assisted in his research. Actually, the father was trying to disprove reincarnation, was trying to put his son, son's mind at ease right. and showing where these thoughts and feelings were coming from. How old was his son when he wanted to do The usual two o'clock. That's two o'clock. The usual two, two years old. Oh, when he started having dreams about being trapped in an aircraft, uh, which was on fire, and he couldn't oh, get out. Oh, yes. I, and he kept I on screaming, little man can get out, little man can get out. Yeah. It's, it's all over YouTube. Yes, several, yes. James Lenning, Leninger. Yes, uh, another story. And was picked up by... Now, what's very interesting about James's case, you're making me sort of jump because we moved away from Jenny Kukar now. What's interesting mm-hmm. about, about James's case is that um, the American Broadcasting Corporation, ABC, Mm. picked up the story and then decided at first that there wasn't enough material there, not enough evidence to make a documentary out of it. Yeah. But in the meantime, obviously, James had said certain things on camera. Mm. And later, when uh, Jim Tucker, who is the chap who took over from Dr. Ian Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Yeah, he's written a book as well. Yeah, he's written a book as well. Yeah. So when Jim Tucker... Took, uh, took it over and did the research, he was able to confirm many of the things that James said yeah. on camera before they were known, before, before they had uh, confirmed these things. So later yeah. when skeptics came and were like, skeptics were going, oh, this and that and the other. You planted the seed. You planted and, said, well, yeah. hang on, the guy had already said that before we even knew yeah. <laughs> about you know, where these stories came from. So yeah, you, you've got to be skeptical of, about people who make reincarnation claims. And you also have to be skeptical about skeptics. Yeah. So you have to be skeptical about everyone. Didn't, didn't he actually, the little boy, didn't he name the plane? He named the plane. He and named also the plane a as a friend as well, who he was with. He named uh, the, the friends, friends, three of them. Yeah. Uh, because he said that in the, uh, we're jumping, getting ahead of ourselves. Mm. Dr. Stevenson named the time in between lifetimes as the intermission. Mm. It's because of the intermission. And so that's become the part of the lingo now of reincarnation. Yeah. And James remembered being met in his intermission by his three friends. And he named them. And it turns out there were three uh, uh, squadron mates who were killed before him. In this wow. account, because oh, I don't know, because you and I, we're speaking as if people know what we're talking about. Hmm. Uh, this isn't the way I wanted to present this information. Oh, I see. James Leninger, James Leninger is now, I don't know, was it 20s or 30s, something yeah, like that? Something like that, yeah. He remembered being a, a pilot in the Second World War 
another James mm-hmm. in the Second World War. And this other James, the past life James, was killed in the battle of, was it Iwo Jima? Yeah, with Japan. In Japan, mm. when his plane was shot out of the sky, uh, the engine was shot out and trapping him and uh, it flew into the, into the uh, sea and he was killed on impact, couldn't get mm. out. So little man on fire, can't get out, was, was exactly what, what happened. Now, James had nightmares. The Revenant had nightmares from the age of two. And it was always shouting Natoma, Natoma. And, it's, yeah. and then little by little, you know, his parents drawing it out for him. Spoke about the plane. Uh, I don't know when he said it was a Corsair, because that was a big controversy, whether it was a Corsair or something else. Yeah. Because the uh, parents couldn't, couldn't match a Corsair to any, any aircraft carrier at the time. Turns out that James was right, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. It really was a Corsair, which was very unusual yeah. on aircraft carriers. Wow. That's why no one sort of uh, uh, believed him at the time. And no one. Name, he, couldn't, he couldn't have made this up. But it's just incredible, the story. Well, Skeptics said he, 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 he got it because the father took him to a, 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 an aircraft museum. And the aircraft museum had all these planes and so on and so forth. But you see, the interesting thing is that James Tucker points out, points out that the young James, the Revenant, was taken to this museum twice, or mm. as a young as a young boy. Yeah. And during the period of time that he was there, there was never a Corsair on display <laughs> from the museum's own records. Right. So, so there's anyway, no way he could have picked it out. Not, it not from the museum. No. Not from the museum. And he drew certain details on the Corsair, which um, the father thought were wrong. Yeah. Because I think he drew fuel tanks or something. Hmm. And the father thought they were wrong because when the father was doing his research, all the pictures, didn't, none of the pictures showed this fuel tank thing there. Hmm. Turns out that he was right again. Wow. But they really were, they were fuel tanks. And then the Natoma turned out to be an aircraft carrier called the Natoma Bay. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. Um, and he met uh, survivors from the Natoma, and they spoke oh, to him at length. And yeah. they've, none, uh, they've all accepted that he is actually a revenant. Wow! Not only boy. that, he met James Hutton was the name of the past life James. Yeah. James Hutton. He met James Hutton's sister. And they spoke privately, and they spoke about private things that happened in the family that were never published anywhere. I mean, why? Is this an ordinary family? Mm. Why would people know these things? Yeah. And it wasn't published. And he, he, he was asking questions, was telling her stuff, and she absolutely said, this is James. Wow-wee. So that's one of the strongest cases we have. Yeah. That's inc- it's incredible. I mean... There's- is there any possibility, before we're going to have to go to another break very soon, but is there any possibility that this is a, a form of possession instead of the child actually living a previous life? They're, they're just maybe temporarily got the previous life spirit inhabiting their body. That, well, I, wouldn't so, see how that would, I wouldn't see how that would work if the child is saying it's me. Rather than saying, is this other person who's telling me stuff? I mean, the child says, it's my memories. It's his memories. Why wouldn't it be? I don't, I don't know where the possession thing would come from. Well, I'm just throwing that out there. No, Could I'm saying. Be just the ideas. But, I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really see that as being, as being the case. I mean, there are other people who, it's just, it's kind of outlandish, this idea of a possession anyway. So, mm. but I don't know. I, I, one thing I, I look at is that we, we mustn't start thinking about magic. Okay, one of the signs to me of, of this universe is that it, being created is that it's so orderly. Well, yes. There's, you know, there are processes, there's order, it's dependable. If you plant a, uh, if you plant a banana seed, you get a banana tree. You don't get an apple tree. You don't get a car, you don't get gold. You, you know, there's, it's one plus one is two, Mm-hmm. And two plus two is four. These, these things are just very, very ordered and very mechanistic, if you like, mechanical, yeah. process-driven. Yeah. 
Mm. And, and so I always look for the process. And this is what, one of the reasons why I poo-poo this idea of an accidental universe. If it's uh, an universe that just exploded accidentally from nothing, why is there all this order everywhere? It doesn't make any sense to me. And mm. I don't think, I don't like this idea of possession. I don't like the idea of ghosts. But do, but, but I don't like this the... thing because I don't see where there's, where there's process. Mm. Where's the process in that? You, you can't just appear on the planet. You, you've got to come from somewhere. There's got to be a mother. There's got to be a father. <laughs> and then, that, yeah. You I know, know what you're saying. You yeah. say it, adds, it adds further complication to the story. But the, isn't it true that the children were asked? I mean, because a lot of them are, are recounting that they were asked to come back. And they've always been asked, is it God? Is it mm. God? Mm. But none of them say that it is. They just well, one child. There's a Carol Bowman who who writes books, and what's interesting about Carol Bowman is that she got into reincarnation and this because her child was suffering. Now, I must be honest with you. I find some of her books a bit fantastic, mm. but she's very famous, and she seems to have done a lot of good work in that she goes for healing. A lot of deep-seated phobias are healed by something called regression hypnosis yes which is when a hypno qualified hypnotist regresses a a subject to a past life so and i did say a qualified hypnotist guys yes not go out there and start messing around with people's minds Mm. (laughs) okay indeed you don't want that you don't want to mess with it so i I was very careful to say a qualified hypnotist regresses people into a past life and gets to the bottom of what the phobia is now her son was terrified of thunder and lightning. I mean, ridiculously so. Not yeah. sort of ordinary terror. And being as a, 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 a psychotherapist, she decided to hypnotize him. And when she did it, she innocently asked, why are you afraid of this? You know, it's a very innocent question. You know, it's just, what is your problem? You know, you know, yeah. Basically, it's like, what's your problem, man? Yeah. And he said, well, it reminded him of um, when he was killed in, uh, on the battle, on, uh, on the battlefield. Wow. The sound of the guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, she was completely taken aback. Can you imagine somebody who's brought up a Christian, doesn't know anything about reincarnation, has never heard of Dr. Ian Stevenson, mm-hmm. n- never heard of any of these things. You Jim ask your son, an inno- Jim Tucker, you mm-hmm. ask your son an innocent question, why are you afraid of thunder and lightning? And he says, well, I, I was killed by cannon fire. You know, it's like, what? Wow. <laughs> And anyway, I don't know how she kept it, kept it together. You can read her book about it. And she, and she um, started, started just walked him through it and reassured him that, you know, he was um, mm-hmm. safe now and so on and so forth. What's the book and, title and like, called? Sorry, the lady's name again. What's her name? Carol, Carol. Bowman, B-O-W-M for Mike, yeah. A alpha N for November. Okay. Carol Bowman. But the thing is, she... She's writing this on behalf of her child. Yeah, yeah. Child Carol Bowman's problem is not to prove reincarnation or anything. She doesn't really care who believes it or who doesn't. Right. What she uses uh, it for is to cure people of phobias. Yeah, I see. And she's, she's done so much work. And mm. as, 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 first of all, she, she helps her own family. That's, and she's helped other people's phobias and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a phobia I'd like to I'd like to get to the bottom of. I have mm. a phobia of dying from a heart attack. Okay. And it's it's actually interfering with my life, I'd say, because you know when I should exercise and everything, I'm always frightened that at any any point in time I'm going to grab my chest and fall to the ground. I think a lot of people do go through that as well. You, you're not the only one. I'm not, that's, but, it's good to know. It's a phobia. That, I didn't know that. It's, yeah. It's good to know. People, also, a lot of people at our age have anxiety. And the doctors don't understand why, and but they they prescribe anxiety medicine in order to deal with it because a lot of men who get to middle age mm-hmm. seem to go through a, an inordinate amount of anxiety, which I affects didn't know that their either. sleep. Yeah, affects their sleep, affects uh, uh, situations that they're in. But COVID has it, it amplified that even further. So yeah, doctors do prescribe anti-anxiety medication because it's quite prevalent as well as um anti-acid um tablets and things like that but men seem to when they get to middle age they seem to go through this a lot and the anti-acid tablets are prescribed and it's the most prescribed tablet because of men's anxiety based on a lot of fears which you've just alluded to about 
heart attacks and so forth. It's almost like mortality, your mortality comes into play. You've got to half through your life, middle age, and that. Well, yeah, it's all downhill from now, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Now, Teo, yes, we were touching on not midlife crisis. It isn't that. But yeah, there are concerns. And you were touching on the fact that you have this fear, this phobia, Mm. that maybe Carol Bowman maybe even able to help with this fear. Well, someone of, like that. I'm not going to travel yeah, to America. Like you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I want to get it sorted here. I'm, I'm very, very interested in what happens when you die. Uh, oh. I'm interested in, in the intermission. What, what can I expect? What do, and if I can remember, I think it will help me settle a lot of my anxiety because hmm. it would be just wonderful just remember. I had a feeling not so long ago hmm. of... Of a, well, I don't know what I'm, I don't even know how to characterize it. I guess you could call it a dream, but it was kind of like not a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was about walking between two high walled compounds and mm-hmm. what I would characterize as the Middle East somewhere. A long time ago. Okay. Now I suppose this I could isn't say a Egypt. memory, is it? This is a dream. You're saying I, you I, just had this I, it's it's it felt more like a memory than a dream. Okay. And what got me was the feeling of profound peace. Okay. A kind of peace which made me understand what it means to say peaceful. You can say it, but I don't know if you know it. Mm-hmm. But when you know it, it's different from everything else. That kind of peace was so deep and so profound, and everything was going to be all right, and everything is all right. There was this quality that there was nothing to worry about, and it was just such a deep feeling that there's nothing to worry about. Don't worry about it. Just mm-hmm. it's fine. You see, you, you know, and I remember, and if if that's what happens when you die? Believe me, it's it's okay. okay. <laughs> and that, a lot of children say that. Yeah, they do. They, they say the living is the living is a problem. Dying is easy. <laughs> mm. I don't mean dying is like you can accidentally die. They mean death is easy. It's not a it's not a struggle. It's nothing. But it is being born. That's the that's the struggle. That's the that's the difficult bit. Anyway, it, it, it does, a... in a way, in a way, this gives a lot of people comfort. But I mean, because that's what that's what it does. It gives people comfort to realize, well, hang on a minute. We've got all this order on this in this universe that you've mm-hmm. already touched on that we, you know, we, we can, you know, enjoy life because there is a new beginning. But what I don't like is we I mean, religion in itself has taken this. And, and spun it in different ways. It's like you said at the top of the show, where you said where you were disillusioned with Christianity, where if you did did okay in the 70 years you were here, but did something wrong, then you were punished for all eternity, which it doesn't mm. seem fair. Mm. So it, it's it's knowing that, it's thinking, well, okay, what happens? You've, you've, you've touched on the question. What happens when you go? Is it finished? Are we just gone? Or is there something else? What I think most people also miss or would like to know is when you go, why is it you can't then interact with us down here? If we're rules, in man, down? rules. Yeah, but rules. Who, and, who, and, and a lot of children have spoken about seeing, seeing what's things. What's the purpose of all this? Well, what I think is the purpose? Purpose? personally, I can't prove it. I, because I've read all these things about all what this, the, the statements children have made. Hmm. I have come to the conclusion that this world is a VR, virtual reality game for us. We can so do what we like. We're living in the matrix. In other we ways. are living in the matrix and we can do what we like. That is why we can kill, rape, kidnap, oh, or, right. or build, heal, comfort. We play games like this. We come here to play. And I'm I'm absolutely convinced that that's that's what it's all about. We're we're here to play. But in any in any good game, there've got to be rules. But is it lessons 
are we having to play to learn a lesson in some higher plane if people would like to believe that i think we are part of the super intelligent thing that created this so being part of the super intelligent thing what lessons what what lessons do we have to learn i suppose the only lesson you can learn is how to is the lesson would be how to play the game better but then if you're but surely if you're the cause of suffering and angst and and pain for a lot of other people playing the game that mm -hmm. can't be right surely. i don't believe for a second right. that we can harm anyone without that person's permission and not, not for a second i've come to the conclusion that it's just not possible what, you can only kill anybody without their permission no you can only kill people who agree to be killed you can only harm people who agree to be harmed you can't what? you can't yeah because look when you think about it we are all co-equal right we, we appear to be different i mean it's, it, it, the the buddhists call it maya i think the hindus yeah. call it maya too the world yeah. of illusion that everything's yeah. an illusion there's an illusion of hierarchy there's an illusion that i have authority or you have authority or the next person has authority it's all of it's all an illusion there is no real thing but co-equals play in the game and the only way i can kill you is that you have already agreed that i can kill you and possibly the the you, you it's a mutual thing okay i'll kill you in this lifetime and you kill me in another one and maybe that's why we call that's what we call karma that because you have done it of this well we're having fun killing i'm being killed i don't see fun element well in this. not now uh, maybe lesson the other learning side. could be something that's involved stop here. with the lessons i don't know what lessons you know well, just, just I, an I empty feel, universe. no 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 what, this is how i would see it if mm -hmm. this is where it's coming from you have got a certain growth that you have to go through and you have to come back maybe several times until you've learned that what that growth actually entails and if you come back and you cause anarchy or destruction or death then you have not learned your lesson you have to then come back or go through some sort of pain in some afterlife but then you come back and go right you've had your thrashing so to speak you come back and try again with with the lessons you've learned. Can you be better this time? I now? think that's something you'd like to believe. Well, I, I just would not, hope so. It's just let's, not let's true. Let's be honest. None we of don't the kids know have, any of this. this is none all... of the kids have mentioned anything about lessons. The lesson thing comes from California, New Age, hippie, crystals, Aquarius type people, right? People who are grounded in this thing, if they can be grounded in reincarnation, who just look at the hard evidence of what the kids say, there's nothing to do with lessons. People just come back, they live their lives, and they die. And that's it. But then what's the point? We're, having, we're supposed to be having fun. Look, are you trying to tell me that you can't come here, jump into a Ferrari, and go screaming down the highway at 120 miles an hour? You can't have cocktails. You can't have uh, booze parties. You can't attend, you know, uh, 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 orgies on yachts. You know, sailing the blue. I mean, there's so many things. You can't go if you don't want to do that kind of thing. You climbing the Himalayas, uh, paragliding, mm -hmm. uh, curing diseases, uh, building the world's greatest company. It's a VR game. It's do what you want. You want to go on safari and shoot a few animals? Okay. Go, go. Okay. So, that could be true. But fun. why do emotions then come in it? Because Sorry? if you did something mm -hmm. and you don't feel it's right, what's that all about? Why does it have this profound effect? Why do we have emotions such as guilt? Why do we have emotions such as love? Why do we feel empathy? If it was just the game and you then are in it just to have fun, then mm. you would do anything. You wouldn't you wouldn't feel well, the many need people to look after like someone else. You just want to win psychopaths, the game. Don't we? There are people who are, who are like that. And they, are, when you, they haven't when yet learned their lesson. question about why do we then have um, uh, a conscience is I suppose this is one of the things I said when I was rejecting uh, Christianity, that I don't think that God or the authority figure or admin, whatever you want to call that authority figure, I really don't think God would send a book. Because if you sent a book, some people would, would be able to claim rightfully, I can't read. I, did, I never got your memo. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a fair point. I didn't get the memo. It was... I. If people born in, I don't know, Indonesia or, or Saudi Arabia or whatever, they would never have had access to the Bible. Yeah. Because, you know, it's prohibited. 
Yeah. And other people wouldn't have had access to the Bible because of where they, where they were born. Like the people, um, the uh, primitive tribes, in, well, I don't like to say primitive, remote tribes in the Amazon. Yeah. Nobody's made contact with them. They, by the way, there's a tribe we've, we, we know of, but they're protected and, and no one has made contact with them. Can, can you imagine in the 21st wow. century? Wow. We know they're there, hmm. but... The government says, don't just leave them alone because they're not bothering anyone. Oh, wow. So there are these guys in, in the Amazon, and we know where they are, but nobody goes there. Wow. Now, they've never heard of the, of, of the Bible. So, so if you, if you wanted... But it doesn't if, have to be if, the Bible, but any of the world's religions. Yeah, well, yes. any, yeah exactly. Thank you. Yeah, they've never heard, never heard of any of the world's religions. Well, I, this is why I rejected Christianity as a child. That's why, I'm, that's why I mentioned the Bible. Hmm. But if you so, want to put... If you want to... If you... If you uh, super intelligence and you've decided that everyone should come with um, uh, everyone should have access to the memo so to speak mm. you would put it inside them and there's no excuse that's what your conscience is yes that's your rule book it's, okay. it's woven that makes, into that makes more sense so it's woven you're, into you're actively being. saying then that the religions are, have lost the way they're not actually the real message the real message is inside of you and if you feel it's the right thing to do, you do the right thing. Mm. You know it's the wrong thing to do, you don't do it. Exactly. So you have your own barometer as such, which measures your 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 way of how you're living life in the yeah. right way. Which yeah. you're then free to to uh, to adhere to or to ignore. So as psychopaths, I think just the, the, the modern modern psychiatrist says that psychopaths don't have the rule book. Mm. But then I ask, why did why did they try to hide what they're doing? Yes. Uh, if they didn't have a rule book, they do what they do openly. Yes. But that's they not what they do. They hide it. it. So Indeed. don't you know? So modern psychiatrists, I think they're idiots. Uh, basically, <laughs> no, I, you know, because there's, these things are just common sense. You ask one simple question, just blow it up. You know, just yeah, yeah, pose yeah. that they pose. And say, oh, you know, it's this and that. Well, why why did they hide it then? Okay. Uh, and that's that. You know, it's done. So. Um, we have not even touched the subject. Uh, I know, so not properly, but we're at the scratch. end of the hour here. We're talking about Jenny Cockell. You don't know what I was going to say about her. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think there's me. room here to do a second program regarding We're going to have topic. to, because believe me, I think we've not I've, touched I've it. never I mentioned Xenoglossy. Xenoglossy? I don't even Xenoglossy, know. Xenoglossy, Xeno is foreign, hmm. and Glossy is language, foreign language. Under, hmm. under hypnosis, and sometimes spontaneously people speak a foreign language people speak a foreign language there. without yes. yeah and, and they speak is, it well as well this is they the speak it thing. well they, they speak it to uh dr ian stevenson used to get native speakers to come and speak to the to the person involved mm. one of the children who remembered being a belgian woman yeah spoke uh was it french or whatever they speak in belgian but uh, flemish well, was it Flemish? Uh, but spoke Belgium it, speak Flemish as well as French, and um, yeah, Flemish. Flemish is is spoken in in Belgium. Yes. Well, spoke it in an, an archaic form. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting because it mm -hmm. wasn't just modern, uh, yeah, the yeah, modern yeah. language, a different language that to to which he had not been exposed. Yeah. There's also an an. an a, a famous example of a lady who has born here, lived here all her life, had a traumatic head injury, which somehow revisited her past. Mm. And she spoke fluent Mandarin <laughs> in Chinese and never, ever been there as far as she was aware. And, and so they put it to her being there in a previous life. So That's very interesting because uh, I thought I knew all the cases and I don't know, I don't know that case. Yeah. Well, you'll have to send me the link later. Yeah, I'll have to link, dig that out. But we are now, we have to draw a close. We are now at well, the Paul end Well, Paul Jenny Cockell, you know. Whatever. Yes, we haven't even spoken about her. We need to speak of her. So, yes, I think there's definitely room to speak about this subject once again. We'll, we'll leave you, the listeners, who can send any comments and feedback about this topic in particular on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash Tony, T-O-N-Y. A-N-D, Tony, and Tao, T-A-Y-O. Again, if you leave any comments or questions on the Facebook page, Tao and I will do our very best to try and answer these questions on a subsequent show or 
in future live on air on air now you obviously can listen to the show on seclo radio 105.5 fm or if you prefer we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts and all the other leading platforms basically if you want to find the show on one of these other platforms just do a search for the tnt talk show and we will pop up Teo, do you want to let the audience know if they put any good comments on our site? By all means, please uh, comment on our site. And if it, your comments raises apoplexy and rage, causes controversy, <laughs> distress and unhappiness, we will welcome you onto this show with open arms. <laughs> Hopefully not quite to that level, but please... <laughs> oh, go for it. Says. Go for it, guys. Go for it. <laughs> please put your comments and feedback on any subject not just this one that we've discussed today on our facebook page again i thank you for tuning in and we'll see you both well we'll see you all next time not just both of us <laughs> bye, bye. bye.